Hey, yo, say hello to the back Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you listen to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, PPP, the king of Adabing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. The Gold Gold Centro. The world is listening. Python style show. But anyway, welcome to the whole indie show. Your weekly slice of indie goodness is served to you right here. I don't know what you want on the side, whether you want a glass of wine, can of beer, whatever. Get whatever liquid refreshment that you need, quality beverage, and sit back for probably about two hours. If we go longer, that's going to be amazing, especially tonight. But 
Yes, it's time for me to introduce my co-host. Randy is away this week, I think, because he's consoling Mav on the fact that the 49ers lost the Super Bowl. I have no opinion of it, but, my God, hopefully this show doesn't have a power cut. But, joining me this week, as we are talking the Indie Year in Review, is Sandra. Sandra, how are you doing this week? Doing very well. Very good. Uh, now, the big thing that happened this week is National Pro Wrestling Day, which was, from what I've heard, a hell of a card. The reason I say that is, <coughs> to fill guys in, there is going to be no review this week. It's going to be have to happen next week, because I lost internet on Saturday. So, the event that I paid for... I haven't been able to see. And as of this recording, it only just got put up to be watched on archive within about 24 hours or so. And because I've had other stuff to do, I haven't been able to catch it. So we'll save that till next week. But what we will do here is quickly run through some of the results. So we start off with the afternoon show. We opened with... The Briscoes versus Scum, which actually all, as I think I predicted, the tag titles would be on the line. And because of this, the Briscoes retained. But afterwards, it basically came to the fact that Jay Briscoe challenged Kevin Steen for the Ring of Honor title. What I don't, I don't know if that had happened at WrestleCon. Well, it's in the, I know Ring of Honor aren't part of WrestleCon, but at the at the big WrestleMania event, I guess you could say. What's your thoughts on that, Sandra? Well, I guess it would be interesting if they would put that at the Supercard of Honor show, but maybe they might put that for a TV taping the next day, or who knows. Although, um, I should point out, uh, from what I heard, uh, when this show started, people had issues with the iPay-Per-View. And I thought it was kind of funny since Ring of Honor started the show, you know, insert joke yeah. here. Yeah, insert in joke. <laughs> then we had Saturine defeating Juan Francisco de Coronado. Alberto Del Rio loses. Then a specially added match, which was from House of Hardcore, which saw Tommy Dreamer and Hale Collins defeat Vic Dalishush and Ben Ortiz. I'm interested in seeing that because, hell, it's Tommy Dreamer. Now, from what I heard, I heard this uh, Hale Collins, this was actually his official debut wrestling match. Wow. Yeah, so I'm uh, kind of interested to see how that match went. That's even more interesting. Throw him in at the deep end, Tommy. Wow. Anyway... Uh, the next match, match four, saw Josh Alexander defeat Ethan Page. Next up, we had uh, Cheever Kid and Eric Royal defeat Rick Converse and Trevor Lee. Then match six, added, bef- bef- you know, added after recording last week's episode, but CZW got added. 
in case you're wondering, no, we're not referencing the article that Derek Sabato made because I just think that's somebody that wasn't happy, an individual. Ooh. I don't want to put his opinions out personally because I just think that's... I think he was just being bitter for bitterness's sake. Plus, I've never seen Derek Sabato at a Shikara event, considering he's supposed to be something to do with the Gekido. He only appeared like one show, and that was it. Wow. He also he was also he was also a part of the if I'm not mistaken I think it was part of the BDK as well. I don't know how long he was there, but I know he was part of it at some point. Probably one show. <laughs> they probably did. Uh, but because of this, they actually had uh, Rory Mondo, Latin Dragon, and Matt Tremont in a triple threat, which Tremont won. And from what I've heard, Tremont actually did a very good performance here. Then we had, and this was a surprise, it wasn't main event, uh, Quackenbush versus Cabana. Which Cabana managed to get the win, and after the match he was given the Ambassador of Independent Wrestling Award by Bill Apter. Very nice, well-deserved, Colt. Oh yeah, (laughs) recurring joke. Hey Colt. We didn't steal it from anybody, honest. Voice of the voiceless, Sean. Hey, I know he doesn't listen to this. This is the one show you'll listen to and he'll go, damn it. He's promoting us on his show? My God. Anyway, match eight saw uh, the KOA retain their Resistance Pro tag titles against Chris Dickinson and Eric Corvus. Is Resistance Pro Beyond Wrestling, or is it different companies, but they just put the title on the line anyway? It's different companies, but I, I guess they decided to put the Resistance Pro tag titles on the line. Which is a nice little addition. Next, we had the first of the Raid of Voladores uh, elimination matches. We saw Shane Hollister, Two Cold Scorpio, Oliver Grimsley, and Jojo Bravo. The order eliminations... We first saw Shane Hollister eliminate Jojo Bravo. Then Scorpio eliminated Hollister. And then to finish off, Two Cold Scorpio goes on to the final by eliminating Grimsley with a 450. How old is he? And he's doing 450s. This is amazing, people. Very impressive. The guy can still go. Yeah, oh, indeed. Yes. Next up, we had the Kaiju Big Battle one, Dr. Cube and Sekhmed. This is American Beetle and Neo Tepen. And apparently Dr. Cube and Sekhmed did nothing. And it's been described, what I see here, as a car crash. <laughs> so I think we found our match of the year here, people. Well, what would you uh, expect with this match? I mean... Yeah. <laughs> oh, hail Japan. Apparently, they've even got a... Have they got a show on WrestleCon? A uh, show? Apparently, they do. However, oh. their show, if I'm not mistaken, is going to start at midnight. That is going to be so much worse than $5 wrestling. I'm, <laughs> I'm, just, wondering, I'm just wondering if people are actually going to show up for that show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, drunks? Um, Maybe. <laughs> Bruno Sammartino, just to stick it to WWE. What day is it supposed to be? The Friday? Saturday? Uh, I heard it was a, it was going to be on the Friday show, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, brilliant. 
So, uh, the open book goes head to head with Kaiju Big Battle. <laughs> April. <laughs> We're gonna take you on. Damn it. <laughs> uh, penultimate match of the afternoon card. Yeah, we're still in the afternoon card, people. Drew Gulak getting the win with Francis O'Rourke. And then the closing match for the for the afternoon show, the Red Voladora's second match, which saw Bolt Brady, ACH, Surfer Mitch, and Lucas Sharp. Sharp was eliminated first. Sharp, no, sorry, Brady was eliminated first uh, by Sharp. Then Sharp was eliminated himself by Surfer Mitch with a 6.30 splash. Ow. And finally, yes, yes, ACH wins. And eliminates Mitch. So it's ACH. It's as Sandro called it. ACH versus Too Cold. What can I say? Pat yourself on the back there, man. Pat yourself. So now to the evening guard. Uh, starting off with the league. Trip Cassidy and Ree Bentley coming top. On top of uh, Heidi Lovelace and Devin Bliss. Uh, before you go, I just want to talk about this match. From what I heard, I heard uh, Heidi Lovelace took quite a beating in this match. Even so far as the giving some forearm shots, but very stiff shots to her face. Damn. That's what I heard. Second match saw the SAT, Joel and Will Maxima defeat Angel Ortiz and Mike Drastic. Then match three, a, a game, uh, this I think was switched up, I'm guessing, because oh, I'm trying to remember who, who it was. It was supposed to be Marty Bell, but uh, I don't know, something happened that she no-showed for some reason. So instead, it was Christina Von Eri, which, you know, I don't complain, because Christina's going to be a busy girl this weekend coming, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. Uh, but... Uh, Ezevel gets the win for that. Then Resistance Pro Wrestling put on for match four Robert Anthony and Thunder Kitty, who came out on top of Jay Bradley and Darcy Dixon. That's what you get for bit winning gut check. That's what you des- I don't know. But uh, then match five, we saw the uh, Atomico from Shikara. Which did see the Colony and 3.0 defeat Fist and Lost Ice Creams. Then match seven, Tony Nice and Apollyon defeated Alex Reynolds and John Silver. From what I've heard, it, Apollyon here did a blinder. <laughs> but then, I guess, some people would say, well, what do you expect? Next up, we had AR Fox versus Shane Strickland, which AR Fox won. Match nine was, I'm guessing it was a relatively easy squash match because it was the Devastation Corporation, Max Smashmaster and Blastomon Massive with Sidney Bacabella on closed circuit television, damn it, defeating the Estonian Thunderfrog and the Latvian Proud Oak. Now, now, from what I heard, I heard this match wasn't a squash match. I heard this match went quite quite long. Oh, wow. Yeah. I take it back. 
<laughs> apparently, apparently they don't just do squash matches. That's good to see. Next up, we had the IWC Heavyweight Champion uh, successfully retaining his title, John McChesney defeating Logan Shulo. It's ironic that you call yourself IWC. That's all I'm saying. Penultimate match was, again, this was Switch. Wrestling's Heroes and Outlaws was Hurricane Shane Helms and Matty De Niro. I can't remember who their opponent's supposed to be, but it wasn't the Batiri. So, well done on the Batiri for filling in, I will say that. No, it was the same opponent. It was Ovidian and Cobol. Oh, yeah, Ovidian and Cobol, but it was supposed to be them, was it? I thought it was supposed to be other, some other people. No, it was the same as it's always been. Okay. I can't remember my photographic memory. Probably because it was on the front page and I kept forgetting on the the list and everything. But then, final match, as was confirmed a few weeks back, would be the Ray de Voladores final. Two Cold Scorpio and ACH. And Two Cold won. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't, know whether, I don't know whether to cry or sob when controlled me. <laughs> but yeah, I, that's. It still probably was a good match though between the two. Yeah, from what I heard, uh, this was both of them. They gave their best in the show, and uh, on that match particularly, and uh, uh, both men left uh, at the same time. Uh, Scorpio putting over ACH and. Vice versa. Uh, this was a, a somewhat of a successful show uh, as far as the as the concept goes. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing this as a yearly thing. I think it was a good idea to have all, almost every indie promotion be represented in his entire show. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, there was a few left out. Uh, you know, most notably was PWG. But hopefully we'll see something like... Hopefully we'll see them be a part of this next year. Uh, I, yeah, because there wasn't a lot of notice, arguably, was there? Because they announced it December. Which didn't really give them enough time to actually probably set something up, given that uh, obviously California to Philly is a fairly long way. It is, it is, but... At the same time, uh, I think they could have got somebody who wrestles regularly on the East Coast to represent PWG. But, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens next year. Hey, he was busy at a WWE tryout, okay? Oh. Uh. <laughs> Good old Adam Cole. One thing that did also get announced, though, apparently at the end of the whole event is that the former ECW arena would be reopening its doors. Yay. Apparently, movements are currently ongoing to remove the current leaseholder, Joanna Pang, from the venue, because the former ECW arena did see... The entire building was stripped down for a planned remodeling, but that's been like that for now about 14 months. But early word is that the venue would be ready to go by the end of this year. That is great news. 
It's a shame that TNA is just taping pay-per-views at the stu- at the studio because if you had, it'd be a bit controversial. But if you had TNA do their hardcore justice style thing, which isn't EV two Thank God. But if you had it there, that would be pretty interesting. Speaking of that. It's a little off topic, but I just wanted to bring it up because I still think it's nonsensical. The TNA will be taping their other pay-per-views on March 7th, March 23rd, and March 24th. Two shows a day. So that means your December pay-per-view, we will know the results of by the end of March. I don't get it. (sighs) I mean, I know they have to fulfill certain contracts and stuff but I still don't get it you you take one step forward by having live events and then you take one step back by having pay-per-views that were taped eight months before unless they're doing it on purpose to like make people forget the spoilers and then it's like oh wow I don't remember ever reading about this is it that kind of tactic I don't know (laughs) let's just move on I don't want to talk about that (laughs) No doubt you've heard enough of that, probably ranted about by uh, Bronx on TNA Chat Live. I'm, I, I'm not trying to do it this show, but one show I'm definitely going to try and plug every single show on this network somehow. Uh, in, in somehow it, you know, mix it into the show. I couldn't think of the right word, but anyway. Now there was also another show that happened this weekend. Uh, that was I think it's FIP, FIP which is all, what's that stand for? All Impact Pro okay their show was called Everything Burns what about fl- uh, flammable stuff? I don't burn anyway the start the show started with the FIP Florida Heritage Championship match where Uha Nation successfully defeated and defended against Jason Rant. Is it Ch- is it Jason Rant? Yeah, Jason Rant. Okay. Uh, um, Francisco Chiazzo Ka- defeated Derek Rice. Tommy Taylor defeated Johnny Vandal. In a triple threat match, Corey Hollis defeated Johnny Skyler and Mike Cruz. Maxwell Chicago defeated Mikaze. Then <laughs> we have Brittany Savage versus Luscious Latasha, which was declared a no contest. Thanks to Amazing Kong turning up. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> then... Oh, the uh, FIP Tag Team Championships. The Dos Ben Geos. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, it's actually a, uh, a bad word in Spanish. Oh, okay. Dos Ben Django Unchained N-word. Um... In case I'm offending Mexican people, anyway. Eddie Rios and Jay Cruz defeated the scene, Scott Reed and Caleb Conley, to become new champions. And in your main event for the FIP World Heavyweight title, John Davis defeated AR Fox to become champion as well. So the two major belts did change hands on the show. Interesting goings on. 
but at least John, John Davis can finally say he's a world champion now. Yes, indeed. Now, I, I, I wasn't... I think I, I heard about a, a few of the matches being set up, but I wasn't sure about the whole card. But we do have the whole cards up for the PWG All-Star Weekend 9 coming up in Reseda, California. On Friday, March 22nd and Saturday, March 23rd. Don't worry, we'll probably remind you closer to the time, but we'll just go through the card here. And what a card it is. Yeah, we won't go through picks or anything, but wow. Starting off with night one on the Friday, we got Future Shock, O'Reilly and Cole taking on the unbreakable fucking machines of Cage and Elgin. That's pretty impressive to start with. Then Jay Lethal versus Eddie Edwards. Is this Jay Lethal's first time in PWG? Yes, it is. It is. Yeah, so there you go. Kevin Steen versus Paul London. Oh, man. Mm. Uh, the Young Bucks taking on uh, Chuck Taylor and Johnny Gagano. Fist versus Young Bucks. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> then we got Trent, in brackets, Beretta, taking on Roderick Strong. That's, mm, that's, that's already interesting. And that six-man six tag, Super Smash Brothers and Samurai Del Sol versus the Inner City Machine Guns, Ricochet and Rich Swan, and AR Fox. Holy crap! That's going to be insane. And that's not even the main event, because the main event is the decider in the Best Out of Three series, Guerrilla Warfare, between Drake Younger and Sammy Callahan. The winner of which goes on to the next night to take on the champion Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. There he, which, well, we'll get to the, we'll get to the room. Well, Adam Cole, I already told you the possible rumor about that, but there is another name which is very interesting, but we'll, I'll give that to Sandra in a minute. But night two, just as interesting, we've got Jay Lethal versus Willie Mack. That should be interesting right there. Yeah. Then Trent Beretta versus Paul London. The Inner City Machine Guns, Ricochet and Rich Swan, will be taking on the Unbreakable Fucking Machines, uh, Brian Cage and Michael Elgin. TJ Perkins taking on Samurai Del Sol. That one should be fun. Mm -hmm. Super Smash Brothers taking on Fist, Taylor and Gargana. Steen versus AR Fox. Oh, Squash. well, we know what Steen and Generico can do, and Fox is just as high flying. So, uh, then for tag team titles, also on the line with the Young Bucks taking on the Dojo Brothers of Strong and Edwards. I smell a title change. I'm just saying. <laughs> I smell double title change, possibly, depending what goes on with. Uh, Monsieur Cole. I don't know why I went French then. I was channeling some Raymond Rougeau or something. <laughs> um, but yes, Adam Cole is widely believed to have had a WWE tryout this week because he wasn't present at Ring of Honor's TV tapings. But, Sandro, there is another name which apparently could be on that list of being present at the, one of the WWE trials. Uh, yes, this was a very interesting uh, news that I managed to find. Samurai Del Sol. Uh, he was scheduled. What? He hold on. 
He was scheduled to be part of a AAA TV tapings in Mexico last Saturday. However, he wasn't there. He no-showed. Now, there was no explanation from him or AAA until last night when Samurai Del Sol posted on Twitter that the reason he wasn't in Mexico on the weekend was because he had an independent show booking that night. However, there was no information on what promotion he was supposedly working for. Then an interesting uh, rumor came out that apparently he might have been a part of the WWE tryout that they were holding this past weekend. Now, as I said, this is only a rumor. Uh, there is no, there is a, no evidence that he was there, but... It seems that it would be a good reason for him to miss the AAA TV taping. It'd be a good reason for him to replace Sinkara. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, 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 don't get, don't get me wrong. I do believe that, you know, the original Mystical, I, I do believe he would get released later this year. But I do think they'll put Hunico under the, the mask, which is probably the better move. Yeah, because the Hunico. They should have just kept them as they were. Sinkara Negro and Sinkara Azul. And then just made them like a tag team that don't work. Like Team Hell No. Except they keep talking in Mexican all the time. One thing we can say though. Mystico is much better than Mystico 2. Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that's that's kind of all of my story. So, Sandra, I believe you've got some more news for us this week. Uh, yes, this is pretty much uh, Japan news. Uh, let's just start off with all Japan. Uh, of course, as far as everyone knows, uh, last week the big scandal with uh, Ric Flair, you know, his scam and everything. As I said, I thought due to this, uh, I I said that there was a chance that all Japan would refuse to keep Reed Flair uh, in, the, in the JoJo, but apparently Reed is actually staying in Japan, uh, and as far as I know, he's going to stay for the promotion uh, this month, uh, starting uh, February 9th through February 23rd. And we'll see how he develops as the weeks go by for all Japan. Yeah, that's... Uh I guess that's interesting. I guess despite the reputation of your dad screwing everybody over, there's still faith in you. Maybe they might have signed a contract. Maybe they can't like just break the contract. Maybe that's why he's His saying. Ha- oh, don't, don't. I've had enough about ironclad contracts and WWE. And Keyfabe and all that. <laughs> and moving on with New Japan as... For those that don't know, apparently they're having an IP review this Sunday. More IP reviews, that's great. Which, of course, is the usual $35, I'm guessing. Uh, no, it's actually $25. Oh, they're putting the price down. <laughs> yeah, because that, that was Wrestle Kingdom. That was a big show. Okay. Uh, why don't we just go through the card? All right. Uh, the first match going on is going to be uh, Nuji Nagata, uh, Manabu Nakanishi, Tamatanga, and Jushin Thunder Liger, uh, along with Tiger Mask, uh, to take on Chaos of Toru Yano, Takashi Izuka, Tomohiroshi Ishii, 
Yoshihashi and Jado. Uh, that's a not bad opening card to start with. Yeah, it looks like an interesting mixed tag. Well, not mixed tag, multi-man tag. Next matches for the IWGP Junior Tag Team Titles as well. It's a rematch as time splitters of Kushida and Alex Shelley will defend their titles against Forever Hooligans of Rocky Romero and Alex Kozlov. Okay. That's, well, it was coming because it's a rematch, so. You know, it's kind of interesting because, as we know, the loss between WWE and TNA is now over. Mm Mm-hmm. And there were rumors of WWE actually having interest in Shelly. Now that that's over, maybe there's a chance he might get a tryout. But I'm going to go with the Santa's retain. Yeah, considering... Well, we've still got to wait for the period when they actually do all the bloody releases. Because I'm surprised JTG's still there. And Zach Grider. One of the only reasons Zach Grider's there is because he's top, uh, number 87 on iTunes or something. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. Next match is for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title as the current champion Prince Devitt will take on his Apollo 55 tag team partner, Mizuke Taguchi. Oh. This should be interesting here. I would say Taguchi, but I think Prince Devitt is going to keep the title still. I think he's going to keep the title for a couple of months, so I'm going to go with the current champ. Next match is for the IWGP Tag Team Titles, and once again, it is a rematch as Killer Elite Squad, Lance Archer, and Davey Boysen Jr. will take on Ten Koji of Hiroshi Tenzan and Satoshi Kojima. Uh. Yeah, I think I know who who win that match. <laughs> Next match is a uh, one-on-one with Toge Makabe taking on Yujiro Takahishi. And for those that have been following New Japan over the last few weeks, they've been building somewhat of a storyline between these two. And I'm going to go with Yujiro for the upset. I think he's, he's got a lot of momentum going with him. So I see an upset for him. Next match is uh, Hiroki Goto and Wataru Inoue taking on Laughter 7 of Katsushi Sakuraba and Katsuyori Shibata. Another rematch. It's rematch Romania. Yes. Yeah, I'm going with Laughter 7 on this one. Next match is a... Which apparently is not for the Intercontinental title. as just a special one-on-one match. Shinsuke Nakamura is going to take on... Kengo Mashimo of Kaintai Dojo. Yeah, this is going to be another squash here. <laughs> Next match is going to be a very interesting match as Kazuchika Okada will take on Minoru Suzuki. That one is very interesting there. That's got a lot of potential, yeah. I'm going to go with Okada, but just by... It's going to be a very tough match, but Okada's going to come out with the win, but barely. Because I see Minoru going to take a lot of punishment on Okada in this match. And in the main event, it is for the IWGP World Heavyweight title. As the current champion, Hiroshi Tanahashi will defend his title against Carl Anderson. Uh, 
Now, I wouldn't That's... mind Anderson going over, but I don't think it's his time yet. I think it was a bit... I think he needs some more momentum for this. I think he needs to win because I know they're having their New Japan Cup coming up, and I think that would be the perfect opportunity for him to win that tournament and then get another rematch eventually. So I'm going to go with Tanahashi with changing him. Okay. Uh, is that all your news? Uh, yes, that's it. Okay, so... With that, we'll take a quick break, but when we come back, it's, I can't remember, is it part four, five, six, part something, penultimate part, there we go, penultimate part of the Indie Year Review, and because of what's happening this weekend, and no, we're not talking Shikara, if you want Shikara, go back to episode one of the Indie Year Review, which I think was... The show, first or second week in January. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. I think it was the second. Yeah, it was the second one. Yeah, because the first one was the uh, ludicrously short one that I did on my own because it was uh, it was easier to do that to let everybody recover from the uh, the Ring of Honor live cover. Well. The Ring of Honor extended coverage that we did. Can't be live. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when we come back, let's look at CZW's year in review, because it's been a pretty... I would say it's been a pretty eventful year, but by the sounds of it, CZW's completely having to change ways in this 2013 in the first month alone. But... We will prob- I think we'll even bring that up. Even though it's not 2012 year in review... What happened in 2013 could greatly be affected by... Well, no, what, what's happened in 2013 could greatly affect their future performance, and... Well, I don't know. We'll, get, we'll talk more about it after these breaks. After, the, after these adverts. So we'll see you in a few minutes, guys. SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. When I want, I, okay, I want, I caught SmackDown again. I caught, she, I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlocksHeadlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independent scene. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. Present. What's going on? This is Kazarian. And this is the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. And future. Hey guys, it's Rima Fakis. And so much more. 
also join the guys every week on Running the Ropes right here on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, wrestling fans, do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Are you a TNA Impact Wrestling fan? Are you looking for a show that talks about TNA Wrestling? Then tune in to TNA Chat Live every Thursday night starting at 10.30 p.m. Eastern on the SNS Radio Network with the Bronx Father, Tony J. Mirabella, as he reviews the latest episode of Impact Wrestling and takes your phone calls to get your thoughts on the state of TNA Wrestling. Are you ready to cross that line? On the SNS Radio Network. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. JJ His charm is so contagious. Vaccines have been created for it. Years ago, he built a city out of blocks. Today, over 600,000 people live and work there. He is the only man to ever ace a Rorschach test. Every time he goes for a swim, dolphins appear. Alien abductors have asked him to probe them. If he were to give you directions, you'd never get lost, and you'd arrive at least five minutes early. His legend precedes him, the way lightning precedes thunder. He is... J.J. The most interesting man in the world. He has amassed an incredibly large DVD library. And it is said that he never once alphabetized it. If he were to mail a letter without postage, it would still get there. When it is raining, it is because he's thinking about something sad. The pheromones he secretes have been known to affect people miles away in a slight but measurable way. He once punched a magician. That's right, you heard me. His blood smells like cologne. His hands feel like rich brown suede. JJ He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I listen to Wrestling News Live. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty. It just doesn't work out the way I want it to. And I get real frustrated. They're like, 
I try hard to do it, and when I take my time, but it just doesn't work out the way I want it to. It's like I concentrate on real hard, but it just doesn't work out. And everything I do and everything I try, it never turns out. It's like I need time to figure these things out. There's always someone there going, hey Mike, you know, we've been noticing you've been having a lot of problems lately, you know? Maybe get away, and like, maybe you should talk about it, you'll feel a lot better. And I go, no, it's okay, you know, I'll figure it out. Just leave me alone, I'll figure it out, you know, I'm just working on myself. They go, well, you know, if you want to talk about it, I'll be here, you know, and you'll probably feel a lot better if you talk about it. So why don't you talk about it? I go, no, I don't want to, I'm okay. I'll figure it out myself, and they just keep bugging me. They just keep bugging me, there's pills on the side. And welcome back to part something. I I think it's part five. Part, no. Possibly part six. I think it's part five. I think it is part five. We're going nearly as long as the first season of Walking Dead. <laughs> Except that's probably much better than our review. I mean, I would... I'd like to hear what you guys think of our reviews of the year, whether you think we're right or wrong, but I'm not having any emails, which is sad, because we want to have your guys' opinions on anything indie. Even if it's your reaction to... Um, like Cole or Del Sol possibly going to WWE and what you think about that I, I so for that reason pl- I'll put the plug here whole com. go to the website if you're downloading this via iTunes just look at the description of the actual uh, program on the iTunes thing where you can look at it or on wherever you listen the description will be there the email will be there get in touch with us that way I know there was somebody on Facebook that said they were going to email in with regards to PWG's Mystery Vortex show which that was the show that was on was that the last one of the year Sandra? Yes it was last one of the year I know he was like he was very pleased about it so I don't think we've got the email through but hopefully we'll see if there's any emails in from you guys for the third segment but if there isn't come on guys email in I know you can even email in from the SNS page you can send it and it will get to us so don't worry we want your guys opinion because the whole idea is we want the show to be interactive I don't just want it to be me and Sandro just randomly talking about uh, AR Fox and Colt Cabana and ACH every week. So, speaking of AR Fox, let's jump into the CZW year in review. And, yeah, let's bring up AR Fox because, okay, he's been a revelation on quite a lot of other indie companies, but he's had a pretty good year in CZW as well. Yes, uh, he had a. From what I heard, he had a quite few stellar matches in the beginning of the year. Uh, one of them was most notably was the first encounter between Fox and Samurai Del Sol, 
at the Aerial Assault Show back in March. Mm. And, of course, their rematch was their next show, which was Best of the Best, in which they faced in the semifinals. And at that one, uh, AF Fox got his revenge and he got his win. Definitely, Fox, it was an interesting year here in uh, ZZW. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's where he got started uh, as far as getting exposure in the independent circuit. Mm. This year was uh, a good year for him. Uh, I think I believe in the summer he got the ZZW World Junior Heavyweight Champion from Sammy Callahan after he defeated Drake Younger at the New Heights show. Yeah, that was the... That was one of the standout matches for CCW, the Iron Man match. Which Callahan won, I think, with two seconds left. And it was kind of, it felt kind of bad for Callahan because Fox literally came in down the ring and just challenged him and he accepted. Well, but it, it was because he had, a, didn't he have a right to challenge him? From what I vaguely remember. I believe he did. But, yeah. yeah, he still holds... No, he holds the Junior Heavyweight Championship, but I think that got... Did that get mixed into the Wired TV title, I think? Yeah, they unified both belts, so it's now the Wired yeah. TV title. From the uh, Chris Brothers, so... Yeah. T- t- technically, double champion for a time, I think. Yeah, for Even sure. though the belts did get merged, but... Yeah, it's pretty, that's pretty worthwhile, I'd say. And speaking of the of the Chris Brothers, there that's another uh, a team that had an interesting year. Uh, early in the year, they were actually feuding with each other, and it was uh, at the time it was for the Wire TV title, and then eventually, you know, they made up, they came back together, and along with Sammy Callahan, formed OI4K. As I say, I think it's a great group. And for some reason, I guess certain people in the IWC decide to call it Oink. <laughs> I don't know why, but I think it's pretty funny. I refer to them as Oink. So, now you know. Good old Oink. But yeah, that was that was a pretty good tag team. But I think if you're talking for one of the best tag team feuds that happened this year, you have to go for the one which pretty much covered the entire year and that was Nation of Intoxication and Four Loco because Four Loco had the belts at the show they did in November 2011 and between now and then it went from Nation of Intoxication to uh, back to Four Loco and then back to Nation of Intoxication again twist here of course is both groups are free, both groups are three man teams technically although two people can hold the belt because the I, I say technically because that match that they had um, on Cage of Death that opened the show was by the looks of it under three bird rules but it's been a good bit of feud between the two my only issue is they're the only two tag teams that are really in there apart from uh, 
Black G's and his partner now. That's kind of it. It's a bit of a shame. Yeah, but now uh, they're starting to work with certain other promotions, and now they're bringing their tag teams into the ZZW tag division, and I think that's going to make some interesting stuff. Um, as you said, as far as the feud go, uh, that, was, that was a really good feud, in my opinion. Uh, it didn't matter if it was a, a tag match, a one-on-one, or a six-man match. It, they all gave it their guy, and there were some pretty sick bumps during some of those matches. Uh, I guess the only thing that bothered me about that feud was, I think it was Night of Infamy, their November show. Uh, I don't. I think it was a, just a, a brawl between the two stables, and I think one of the members of Pro Loco like put a bag over. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was Devin Moore's head to make it seem like he was killing him. That, that kind of bothered me. Yeah, that was a bit. That was a bit manhuntish. Okay, those of you who need a paperclip here, the game that Rockstar made, I think, in 2004, which was about snuff movies. <laughs> Not the sex side of things, just basically secretly like think Big Brother with murder. Some people will think that's an improvement, but anyway. One guy we also need to talk about who had a pretty good twenty twelve is Masada. Yeah. Current CZW World Heavyweight Champion has pretty much held the belt as of recording for nearly a year, but I think it's about 11 months. But he also at the time, well, since July 2011, was the Ultraviolet Underground Champion. And that belt got officially unified with the heavyweight title, but I think he, he's had open he's had open challenges pretty much the last four or five events, and he's taken on I think he's taken on Drake Younger, Necrobutcher, El Generico. Michael Elgin. Elgin, Kid yeah. Richards. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, as you said, this is a good year for Masada. And, and also winning the Tournament of Death and back in the summer. Uh-huh. And I see good things for the coming second, out of... Uh, for the only, I think that's the only person that won for a second time, wasn't it? I believe so. And this has been a very good year for Masada. And he's coming out strong as as this year is going on. And I'm just wondering, who else are they going to bring for his open challenge? Or who else is going to accept that challenge and take on Masada? Mm. I'll be interested to see who answers for WrestleContra. I'll be intrigued to see that. All, all we do know is Colt Cabana will be on the WrestleContra. Which I already approve of. But... Another thing we better talk about is the best of the best tournament because 2012 was a very strong one. If you look over previous winners as well, we got B Boy, Sanjay Duck, Mike Quackenbush, Ruckus, Joker, Sabian, Trent Acid, Winger from the first couple of ones. Then the last two in 2009 and 2011, I'm guessing the 2010 show was cancelled. You had Egotistico Fantastico and Adam Cole. I wonder what ever happened to him. WWE trial. Uh, so, well, funny we mentioned that because the guy who won it this year has been on plenty of WWE trials over the past three months. 
the man that is Sammy Callahan. Yeah, and for those that don't know what Best of the Best is, it's basically the ZTW equivalent of the Super J Cup. Let's just put it that way, where they get the best from the independents and, and put them in a tournament. And the format that they did this year was they there was pretty much a three-way match for the opening round. And the talent that was involved was actually pretty good. Uh, you had certain guys that usually aren't a part of the ZDW, like Willie Mack, uh, Johnny Gargano, uh, Lince Dorado, uh, Chuck Taylor, even ACH. ACH as well, as you said. Which was Sorry, <laughs> it's not a nervous thing. He just gets everywhere, damn it. That was the first time I ever saw him uh, on a show, and... You know, for what he did, he did pretty good on that match, and he, he left an impression on me. And if you watch his match, which was the first round between himself, Lindsay Dorado, and Aaron Fox, uh, there was a chance, uh, a chant of please come back. And eventually he did come back. Uh, that whole show was a, definitely a standoff for Sammy Callahan. He went up all the way to the finals against A.R. Fox, which I, they actually had a big feud going around in uh, Dragon Gate USA slash Evolve. And this was no doubt a, a great win for Sammy Callahan at that show. And as, as we mentioned previously, the uh, that match that he had, the Iron Man match he had at New Heights, was it was, ver- it was CCW's number one match of the year. And I, I can't really disagree. Because I, I did manage to catch the, the the that stream, and I didn't see all the matches, but I did want to see the last one because I'd heard so much about the Iron Man match, and it makes me wonder why other people don't do our uh, do Iron Man matches anymore, even if they are sixty minutes, no, thirty. We haven't seen a good Iron Man match in WWE in. Three years? Well, nearly three and a half years, I'd say. So I think the last one was Orton versus Cena, wasn't it? The Anything Goes one. Oh, I remember. Bragging rights. I remember that one. That because that that that's what gave that real nice appeal to me because it had the fact it was no DQ. The only thing that took out for me in that match was Orton trying to blow up Cena with the pyro. He, he, yeah, he was on. He was on that like an actor that was told, "Right, play the piano." I've never played the piano before. Just act like you've played it. Because the way he was pressing the buttons was like, yeah, yeah, it was like somebody failing at the piano. What does this button do? Well, anyways, uh, back to uh, ZZW. <laughs> uh, no doubt, one of the big storylines going around that uh, this last year, excuse me, was the feud between the owner DJ Hyde with Matt Tremont. And this has been going on for, for months on end and it eventually ended at uh, Cage of Death 14, which in the actual match itself, Cage of Death saw Matt Tremont defeating uh, DJ Hyde. Uh, no doubt this was a very uh, brutal feud between the two. <laughs> The last match alone was too brutal for me. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't mind seeing good wrestling, but when it has that much gore, 
it kind of just feels like blood. It start, kind of feels like Eli Roth's Hostel. <laughs> it feels like torture porn. That's never good. Oh. <laughs> well, there's a bit. Um... But it was a good feud. The way it built with the, you know, it's 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 kind of CCW's equivalent to Austin versus McMahon. It's the boss always trying to one-up the, the guy that's trying to be the you know the, the fan supporter. and It was even a couple of times, I think it was in the October and November shows, when he was supposed to be kicked out of the event. But he bought a ticket to the show. Interestingly, he didn't cross the barrier like The Rock did, but anyway... <laughs> it, was, it was a good feud. It developed... Month on month, every time Hyde tried to keep getting out of his matches by getting other people to take on Tremont, but Tremont was coming out on top. He did have help from Greg Excellent because he had his uh, free wishes. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, apparently, in that essence, they are like Shikara, in which free wishes can happen. Thank God there wasn't an actual genie just appeared. Although it would have been interesting if Robin Williams was in CCW. Anyway. Um, (laughs) There's another thing that we could talk about which probably could evolve into what happens in 2013, and that's Drew Gulak and the campaign for a better combat zone. Yes. uh, This is definitely one guy who... If he didn't get a big opportunity anywhere else... uh, DZW was definitely the place where he got a big opportunity. Uh, obviously, with his uh, his stable, as you said, the, a campaign for a better combat zone. Well, at the start of the year as well, he did actually get a world title shot against Devin Moore. Oh, that's right. And the interesting matches that he had, uh, the one of them that sticks out the most was the uh, No Road Broadway match with uh, Danny Havoc, which was a... Uh, it's not really Gulak's... Uh, Forte, but he he did manage to go through with it regardless, and he's been doing a pretty good in ZZW, and hopefully he'll get pushed uh, a bit higher into the cards. I would like to see him take on uh, Masada as far as his open challenge goes. That would be very interesting. Now the thing that was the thing that kind of helped. CZW for many, many years was that quite a few of their events were available on hybrident.tv and from what I've from what I heard from other people, they haven't really had any bad jobs or anything. There was there's been no problems like there had been on with Ring of Honor or other events that have been trying to get streams. But I know this isn't technically 2012, but I guess we can look back at 2012 as the year that something happened between them. Because the fact is, as of last week, as we reported on the news, there is no relationship between the two anymore. Which I don't think means the end of the world for CZW, because they have got other options for streaming. Certainly with the fact that quite a lot of their stuff has recently been appearing on Smart Mark Video 
might be uh, might be possible for them to link up that way. I don't know, but yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of sad because the the event that was supposed to be taking place this weekend was supposed to be on there, but now isn't, and. I don't know whether that'll. I don't know whether that'll hurt them. What do you think? I, 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 unlikely, but uh, what's your opinion? Well, it, it, it's kind of bad for ZZW having to cancel one of the shows. But uh, as I said last week, I'm pretty sure they'll get another deal with another provider. Um, they could get you know WWN Live. I mean, they yeah. showed their Cage of Death last year, and from what I heard, it, it went out great as far as the streams goes. And also, they still have a deal with SmartMark Video. They could use their, you know, their iPay-Per-View stream. That's another option right there. So, I think they'll do fine. As I said, um, I guess we should get it out of the way right now. Um, for those that don't know, the their upcoming uh, 40th anniversary show will not be an iPay-Per-View. But you know what? That's fine. I'm pretty sure people will get the DVD once it comes out, and the card is stacked. Uh, we, we will we will go over it in the next segment. Uh-huh. But I I wouldn't be worried about their IP view capabilities. I, I believe they'll do fine. Yeah, it's 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 something which I don't think will be much of a factor, but it it will. Hopefully, the fans do follow them over and don't just stick with hybrid end because. Other things have been doing pretty decent value shows anyway, in roughly the same price. So we'll, we'll see what happens in 2013. I'm trying to think. Normally, match of the year. If, if we're going to give out awards for each of the individual ones, like we normally do every time, match of the year is probably the Iron Man match, like we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Superstar of the year. Ooh. I'm tempted to say Callahan. Okay, he was involved in the match of the year. You know, you could say Tremont as well, because he had a pretty high-profile feud with Hyde, but I'm more siding with Callahan, because even the match that he had with Adam Cole at Cage of Death, with the infamous bag of shit, was still a very good match. And of course, the irony is, the match that you saw at Cage of Death between those two, could happen if pl- all plans go right. Could happen in WWE in t- less than twelve months. Somewhere, whether it's NXT or whatever. I'm trying to think. For for me, it's Sammy Callahan, a superstar of the year. Though, what's your pick, Sandra? Uh, I would agree with Callahan, but. I'm going to go with Masada because I believe he's stepped it up over the last several months and I think he's doing very well. So I'm going to go with Masada as far as Superstar of the Year for the promotion. Yeah, uh, that's fair. I'm trying to think. There's not, there's not really a female Superstar that stood out, but they, they, they've all done pretty good. There's, there's no, like, definitive, you know, diva slash knockout kind of thing. Like there is in WWE or TNA. Because they mostly don't have the women wrestle on their cards. But when they have, they've had good matches because, oh, 
What was the mi- well? Certainly, there's one coming up this weekend, which has the potential to be very interesting. But uh, as we, as Sandro mentioned, we'll get to that in the next part. But I'm trying to think, pay per view of the year or event of the year, should we say? I'd probably say best of the best because that was a strong card all round. Because there were some negative points about Cage of Death and New Heights for, for, from what I've seen of them anyway. Best of the best just l- kind of had the stronger card because of the whole setup with the triple threats and then the semi-finals and the finals themselves have been widely acclaimed as good ma- as very good matches. And I think that also had... I'm trying to think, who did Masada take on on that card? For the title. Uh, you know, I would, I'm going to agree as well. I think Best of the Best was definitely the best show overall, in my opinion. Yeah. A lot of a lot of great talent there, and several good matches throughout. So yeah, I'm going to go with Best of the Best. I'm trying to think if there's any huge negative moment that we've seen in 2012 that's worth bringing up. Not that I can think of any. Not off the top of my head, no. Um, so, there probably was, but honestly, myself and Sandro haven't seen enough of it to really have a full opinion on, like, worst moments. We've seen quite a lot of the best, certainly myself because I saw the the best pay-per-view matches stream that they did, but grade-wise um taking out all the tournament, you know yeah, it's CZW, you're going to have violence, personally I think, in my own opinion the violence is too far, I'm not going to let that affect my grading of it because overall, CZW 2012, compared to other years in CZW, has been pretty damn strong. So for that reason, I'm actually going to give it an A-. minus. I don't think they've done a lot wrong this year. Because the guys that are currently champions all seem to be having the right momentum and deserve to be it. There's no dodgy moves or anything. Let's just hope 2013 stays just as good as that and doesn't get massively affected by anything else that goes on. But, Sandro, what's your grade? Um, as you said, Ashley, uh, I haven't seen everything from CCW this year. From what I saw, it was very good. Uh, I can't give a full grade, but from what I saw, I'm going to give it a, a B plus. And I think, hopefully, it's going to... I think it's going to get better, in my opinion, because compare it from the current CCW to the past CCW, it's a huge difference overall. Uh, obviously, you still have the, you know, the extreme stuff, which... To me, I don't mind. You know, it's something that, that stands out from everybody else. I don't mind it. Mm. It's not as brutal as it used to be, in my opinion. 
they only save some of the, I guess, quote-unquote, brutal stuff for one big match or one big show one, uh, each year. I think it's gotten better. So that's what I'm going with, B+. That's, yeah, fair, fair opinion there, certainly. So, with that, that was CZW's Zoom Review. Next week, in our final part, as if we're building to some sort of crescendo, we're talking PWG. Woo-hoo. That might give you a clue as to how we're thinking on that compared to some of the other events because I don't think we've whooped for any of the other previous five weeks apart from possibly me because of Duck Duck Goose and Jagara but anyway I still can't get over that that's just, that's just it may be crazy but it's my kind of crazy but with that we will take a another break and when we come back, it's some more picks, this time featuring a little CCW, a little WSU, and the season 12 premiere of Shikar, with some very interesting matches on tap. So, with that, you are listening to The Whole Indie Show on the SNS Radio Network. We'll see you after these messages in a few minutes. is a public service announcement from Wrestling News Live. Reasons not to marry a porn star. Did you hear the news that uh, Tito Ortiz was arrested for domestically abusing his uh, his girlfriend, Jenna Jameson? No, he probably tried to fuck her and it was like throwing a hot dog down a hallway and he just said, what the fuck? Where'd you been? Slap! <laughs> that reminds me of the quote from Triple H a couple years back when he said, you know, even a 747 looks uh, small flying in the Grand Canyon. I mean, how could you, in all honesty... Be a person not in the porn industry married to a porn star and be okay with it. <laughs> you know what? I'd have a serious problem with that. I mean, let's say she's got an early shoot. She gets up, she washes her pussy and goes to work. <laughs> then you wake up, and while you're eating pancakes, she's fucking somebody else. While you walk to the mailbox to get the mail, she's fucking somebody else. When you come inside and turn on the TV and have a cup of tea, she's fucking somebody else. Then she's having lunch while you're taking a nap in your lazy boy. She comes back from lunch and punches in and starts fucking somebody else. (laughs) Then she comes home. You tell the bitch that you want dinner. She makes you something in the microwave and goes to bed. And you're jacking off because she spent all day fucking somebody else. (laughs) You're having tea. She's getting tea bagged.
<laughs> oh, I love this show. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by the good folks at Wrestling News Live. Let's go to our ring announcer. Wrestling fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network, and I'll see you at the matches. It's go time! Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. What's up, guys and gals? Sensational Sequel, Sensational Sean, right here with you. You can catch myself and Ashley, yes, that is his name, on the open book every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. You'll catch us doing... Video games, the open book, fantasy, EFET, and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at SNSRadioNetwork.com. Come check us out. This week's whole indie show with Ashley and Sandra this week. Hopefully Randy will be back next week, as I say, consoling Mav because of the Super Bowl. And thankfully, we haven't had the power. Ah, uh, we got you. Yeah, no power cuts here. <laughs> Just, I lose the internet the day before the Super Bowl. Conspiracy. Anyway. We will jump into picks, and we'll start off with... Partially with what we're talking about in the second segment. Um, that is this weekend with CZW having a doubleheader event with WSU. 
So we'll start off with the WSU card because that's cut first up in the afternoon. We matches confirmed. We've got a Beyond Wrestling Showcase in a Kiss My Ass match with Addy Starr taking on Chris Dixon. <laughs> wow. Just to be perverse, I say Chris Dixon wins. Yeah, I'm going to agree here as well. <clears throat> then, Team WSU versus Team CZW. So, Marty Bell, the spirit champion of WSU, Tina San Antonio and Nikki Adams will be taking on the team of Cherry Bomb, Christina Von Eri, and Nevea. This is... Uh, I'm tempted to say Team CZW, but I wouldn't be surprised if it went either way. Uh, I, I'm i going to go with Team WSU because uh, Cherry Bomb and Nevea, they're not getting along in CZW. So I see... Uh, friction between the two and during that match so and christina von Aries busier yeah to be quite honest she's got a busy day but okay for, for that reason because i completely forgot about the fact that cherry bomb and nevea were on different sides yeah that's kind of that's kind of like putting in w in wwe terms that's kind of like putting cm punk and rock in the same team they're gonna work so yeah, WSU will be my actual pick. So okay. the next one, next one I might be biased about here because it's the uncensored opportunity. I'm guessing this is a just shot at the title, is it? That probably at the world title is this the number one contenders match? Um, it, this is, it doesn't say. Well, it says uncensored opportunity. And given that the U in WSU is uncensored, I'm wondering if that could be it. But it's uh, Nia versus Vader Scott with special guest referee Yana. And just because of the momentum that she's got from what she's done on the indie scene, I'm going to go with Vader Scott. Yeah, I'm going to agree as well because <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, I believe I have seen Nia on Shine and if I and if it's I think who who I think it is, she's not that good. And needs more <laughs> training. So I'm gonna go with Veda Scott. Unless the special guest referee's in her pocket. I'm not sure, but And then next up is a non title match with Lexus taking on the NCW Colon FF champ. What's that stand for? I have no idea, to be honest. Anyway, it's not title anyway, but uh, yeah, she's the NCW FF champion. Whatever that means. If you do know answers on the postcard, well, don't put answers on the postcard because we haven't got an e- we got an email address. We haven't got a snail mail address. But it's Calamity versus Lexus. Uh, just because her name is like something that sounds, well, something that sounds like a Toyota, I'm going to go with Calamity. Never touch a Lexus. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Calamity as well. What's the plural of Lexus? Lexi? <laughs> I don't know. It's a shame that Brassi doesn't listen to this because I just did a British television joke. <laughs> Uh, 
Paperclip, Alan Partridge. Uh, next up, the WSU tag team titles with Sassy Stephanie and Alison Kay taking on Annie Social and Kimberly, but the stipulation will be decided by the Midwest Militia for that tag match. I'm tempted to say that Stephanie and Kay will probably retain. Yeah, I'm, as I said before, I'm liking Alison Kay more and more, so I'm going to go with the current champ. Next up, the Falls Count Anywhere match to be named number one contender to the WSU World Championship. Have WSU got a card on at WrestleCon? Um, no. Okay. I was just, I'm just clarifying because like WrestleCon is like National Pro Wrestling Day version two. Think of an indie promotion. It's probably got some sort of show going on on the WrestleMania weekend, even if it's not under the WrestleCon banner. And unless it's TNA. But, uh, yeah, it's Mercedes Martinez taking on Lou Fisto. Very interesting match here. Mm. Mm. Um. That's, a, that's a bit tough to pick. I'm guessing Lou Fisto is the face out of the two because Mercedes has been pretty heel elsewhere in Shine and all that. So, because of what I think is going to happen with the world title, I'm going to say Lou Fisto wins. Uh, I'm going to go with Mercedes Martinez here. Okay. So, speaking of the world championship, that is also on the line with Jessica Havoc defending her belt against Athena. Now, because of the previous logic, I'm going to say that Havoc probably retains, given that she's the heel out of out of them. So, Sandra, are, are you thinking it could be heel on heel or face versus heel or which? It's uh, heel versus uh, face, in my opinion. Okay. This isn't Jessica Havoc heel in... Yeah, she's a heel in uh, other places than uh, Shine and Shimmer. But she's a face in WSU. Um, not that I know of. I, I, I don't really follow WSU. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm going to say no. Okay, but what's your pick, Havoc or Athena, to come out on top here? Mm, this should be a, a really fun match. Um... Hmm. You know, I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to go with Athena for the win. Okay. So next we move on to CZW's 14th anniversary show. Uh, both shows happening at uh, the Fly Skate Zone in Voorhees, New Jersey. But then again, you probably uh, it's probably too late for you to get there because as you're listening to this, unless you're in the local area... You won't, you won't be able to get there to see it. But, uh, oh, and speaking of what we talked about in the previous segment, the 14th anniversary show sees the first of the qualifiers for the Best of the Best tournament. Which will have Latin Dragon versus Dustin Rays versus Shane Strickland versus Colin Delaney. Wow. 
Interesting lineup here. Mm. I'm going to go with Shane Strickland. I think he's going to have a, a bit of a momentum from uh, National Pro Wrestling Day, even though he lost. Yeah. Uh, this year could be uh, somewhat of a rise for Strickland in GGW, so I'm going to go with him. Well, Strickland's had a bit of a rub already because of the series of matches he had with um, Rich Swan. Yeah. So I'm going to say I'm going to say Shane gets this as well. Then we've got Four Locos, Alex Colon taking on Drake Younger. See, on paper, this kind of looks squash. Possibly. Yeah, but of course, you know there's going to be shenanigans in that one. Yeah. So, I'm going to... I'm going to say, because of that, I'll probably say Cologne will probably win. Yeah, I was going to think of Cologne as well. Next up, Fight Club Pro's Chris Brooks taking on Drew Gulak. Was this I f- wasn't this supposed to be on the last month's show and it got cancelled for some reason? Or is it Gulag basically fighting quite a lot of people from Fight Club Pro? I believe so. Yeah, I think it was. But uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Drew for the win here. Uh, next up, the ultraviolet food fight. <laughs> <laughs> We're great, excellent taking on Chrissy Rivera. Uh, food fights. Is there anything they can't do? I'll, uh, for this, I'll just say great, excellent, because it will probably build more towards April. Yeah, I agree as well. Great, excellent. Uh, next up, the Wired TV title. On the line, Rich Swan versus defending champion AR Fox. Huh. Just for an upset, I'm going to say Rich Swan wins it. This should be a fun match between two. Uh, but I'm going to say AR Fox retains. Okay. Yeah. I'm umming and arming over the two, but I could possibly see an upset there because Fox has had that belt for quite a while. I just thought to mix it up a bit. Next up, the intergender tag team extravaganza with Adam Cole and Jessica Havoc taking on Sammy Callahan and Lou Fisto. So it looks like from that, I possibly could be right about what happens at the uh, at the WSU event if they are interrelated. They may or may not. But for this one, I'll go with Callahan and Lufisto, possibly. Because Cole did get the win at Cage of Death. I would say Callahan as well, but I'm going to go with Adam Cole and Jessica Havoc. Next up, non-title... But it's pretty impressive because it's the intergender death match. As Masada takes on Christina Von Eri. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna go with Masada. Yeah. See, I don't know if a Christine Von Eri could win thanks to help from uh, Gacy. Yeah, that, that's a good point, but... But then I don't really want to see Gacy versus Masada at WrestleCon. Yeah, because you just had it. Yeah. Because at WrestleCon you could have a much bigger style take on Masada for the belt. But the main event by the looks of it possibly or certainly the the major title on the line given that the world title is on the line is the tag team titles with Nation, on, Nation of Intoxication defending against well in a four way match they're defending against previous champions for Loka the Oink as Sandra likes to call them Ohio is for Killers and the Mystery Team I have a feeling that the mystery team is going to be Blackout, uh, Ruckus, and Black G's. As far as the match goes, uh, this could be a wild one here. Uh, you know what? Just for a change, I'm going to go with Oink. I was just about to do the same. I think, I think Oink deserve a little bit of a run. Especially because of the history between them and Ruckus mm-hmm. and Black G's and all that, and you know Blackout, because I think you could have a feud with them going on, just to let the guys from Nation of Intoxication and Fall Loco not have a tag team feud for a bit, because <laughs> they deserve a break. Damn it! But anyway, that is uh, that's your CZW card for this week. So next up, it's AAW. We've got a card this coming Sunday in Palatine, Illinois. Sunday afternoon, so if you want to watch the Grammys, you still can. Why you'd want to, I don't know. But, yeah, interesting card here as well. We've got... The quarterfinals, first thing we'll go through is the quarterfinals in the AAW Heritage Championship Tournament. First up, Lamar Titan versus Juntai Miller. Hmm. I'm going to go with uh, Lamar Titan here. I'll probably go with that as well because Lamar sounds like a pretty cool name now. <laughs> Mainly because I don't know much of those two guys. Well, the next two, I know quite a bit about. Samurai Del Sol versus Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, I'll say Del Sol. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Del Sol as well. Okay, next up... Louis Linden versus Davey Vega. I'll go with Davey Vega on this one. I'm going to be a bit biased here. I'm going to go with uh, Louis Linden. Damn Sandro and his bias. (laughs) And then ACH versus Matt Fitchett. I don't need to give an answer because you know what it's probably (laughs) going to be from me. But I'll say it anyway. ACH wins. Yeah, same here. 
Uh, now, um, the steel cage matches on for this card as well. As hang on, I'm just trying to. Is it? It's a it's a tag team cage match. Yeah. With Darren Corbin and Marion Fontaine taking on Keith Walker and Tweak Phoenix with Kevin Harvey and Nikki. Oh. I'm thinking because there could be somehow in outside intervention to try and help out Walker and Phoenix win. I'm going to go with the upside. I'm going to go with uh, Corbin Fontaine. Hmm. We'll have to see. Okay, um, we've next up Davy Richards versus Sammy Callahan. Ah. Uh, that's. I'm going to go Davy Richards with that one because he's on the post. I'm going to go with Sammy Callahan. Normally, when you appear on the post, something happens. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if either happened. But yeah, Sandro says Callahan. I say Richards. If neither of us win, that serves us right. And next up, the AAW tag team titles on the line. Irish Airborne taking on Zero Gravity. Who's who's part of Zero Gravity then? I can't remember. Uh, they're just a, a local team out of uh, Chicago, and uh, I gotta say, um, I see them a couple of times, and they're actually pretty good. Um, I'm gonna go with the upset here. I'm gonna go with Zero Gravity for the win. I'm I'm because of the, yeah. I'm going to say Irish Airborne, but I think Zero Gravity will have a very good showing. If they do get the titles, though, that would be a nice upset, actually. It'd be interesting to see, but I think... Because didn't the Irish Airborne win it on the last show? Uh, yeah, I think they won on the... Uh, December show, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the show right at the end of the year, yeah. I just think they probably will get a longer title reign than a couple of months. But Zero Gravity will have a good showing, I think. And then finally, your main event, Silas Young with Val Malone taking on Michael Elgin for Elgin's AAW heavyweight title. A rematch from their last encounter, which they unified the Heritage title and their AAW title. Um... I see Michael Elgin retaining here. Yeah, I'm going to say Elgin probably keeps the belt as well. Because, again, is AAW part of WrestleCon? No. <laughs> I'm just, it's going to be, you know, every indie thing that goes on now is going to be, are they part of it? Are they part of it? They're not part of it. It's <laughs> like... But it's it's an interesting because if you look at it, AAW is kind of an interesting mix of about three or four different indie promotions. Because it's got a little Dragon Gate and Evolve, it's got a little uh, CCW, it's got a little Ring of Honor. It's a nice little mix of them all. And I've just noticed as well, ticketing is only fifteen dollars for general admission. 
and then $20 for the stage, the front row, and the balcony. That's pretty good value for the, some of the talent on that card. Very good deal. Yeah. Next uh, next event that they do, 1st of March, I'm giving... Actually, we'll look now. We'll see how much the ticketing is for that. Yet to be announced. Oh, but hold on. <laughs> Jerry Lynn's going to be on it. <laughs> Jerry Lynn's going to be on the card. Yep. Enough said. Go to it. We'll give you the ticket prices when they get... Uh, when they get revealed. Well, let me see if I can... Have we got ticket prices? That's Dirty Deeds. Okay, for, for you can get general admission for, for, for the show in March, 1st of March. It's $15 general admission. 25 for front row and a VIP balcony, which also includes a meet and greet. And for the VIPs, a server from the bar. And if you want a VIP seat to the stage, it's 30 But considering that it's their finals of their Heritage Tournament, plus Jerry Lynn, one of Jerry Lynn's last matches. So I think his last match is like end of March, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. So, for the value, considering how much it is for WWE or TNA events, I think it's good value, to be quite honest. But now we move on to the what I personally think is the main event of the weekend because it's the re-debut, well, it's the season 12 premiere weekend of Shikara. So we'll start with the show on Saturday. All the agents and superhuman crew. Hopefully you get the reference from the song that we played for the start of segment three. If not, I'll just look down and answer no. Wink. Paperclip. I'm not even going to give you the paperclip because you'll be able to find out for yourself. Zack Snyder. So, first up, we've got Lost Ice Creams versus the Batiri. Uh, for this one... For this one, I'll say the Batiri will get the win here. I'm going to go with Lost Ice Creams. Okay. Next up, Dasher Hatfield versus Delirious. Mm. As much as I'm a fan of Dasher, I'm probably going to say Delirious gets this one. Yeah, I'm going with Delirious as well. Because to be quite oh, to be quite honest, we haven't seen Delirious do a lot in Chikara over uh, twenty twelve. Hopefully, he can obviously do more in twenty thirteen. But obviously, he's kind of busy somewhere else. Cornet face, kind of. Anyway. If you if you know, I am right in saying that Delirious is supposed to be head booker at Ring of Honor now, isn't he? Yes, he is. So, no, that's. I'd like to see more of him. Whether we will, well, who knows? Next up, points in play: uh, Sugar Dunkerton and Icarus take on Jigsaw and the Shard. They obviously teased at the end of last season that Dunkerton and Icarus could get on the right page. Because of, I think, the momentum that Gekido is trying to get for the night, I'm going to say Jigsaw and Shard. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jigsaw and Shard. Yeah, 
I'm going to go with fifth here. I can see it either way. It'd be interesting to see if Sugar actually actually becomes part of Fist properly. Or whether he can get rescued by Dasher or something like that. I don't know. Next up, for the first time ever, it's Eddie Kingston versus Green Ant. See, here I see Green Ant getting the win thanks to some interference from Steen building up to the event happening the following night. Yeah, I do see that happening. Uh, yeah, I want to go with Green Ant here. Next up, Frightmare versus Ophidian. Frightmare wins thanks to a Amasis randomly appearing. There you go, exactly. I think this is going to be the trend for the early part, if not all, of 2012. Ophidian will not be able to get rid of the aura of Amasis. And I'm just wondering if Amasis is coming back, even if it's only for one match. And then they have a dance-off. <laughs> <laughs> Now, next up, who's king of the anthill? The colony versus the swarm, but this is obviously Wink Vavasaur's mixed up teams of them. I'm gonna, I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the colony. I, I think, uh, as you, as everyone knows, I've been following Chikara at the end of the year. They started to accept Assailant as one of their own members. And this might sound a bit strange, but I kind of want to see somewhat of a heel turn from Soldier Ant as he's been left alone. And I guess he feels he feels like he's all by himself now that the colony has accepted Assailant. So I'm going to go with the colony for the win. And the swarm seemingly has it. Yeah, I'm going to say colony wins because I'm just wondering if there could be... Soldier Ant still has, you know, still wants to be part of the colony, but the colony possibly walk out on him again. So I'm going to say colony win, with thanks to their former partner. And then for that reason, I somehow think Colony and Swarm could become an interesting King of Trios affair if that does go down this year. Next up, we got Hallow Wicked versus Chuck Taylor. I'm going to go with Taylor. Yeah, I'm just going to go with Taylor because I like his arrogance. And not everybody on Spectral Envoy can win, to be quite honest. I think I think Taylor will win this one, probably with interference from... Uh, well, Gagano's probably not there, but... Icarus is there and Sugar Dungerton, so. The next up, oh, <laughs> the, the, the big six man match, the trios match. The Young Bucks and Kevin Steen take on Three Point Akuma, I guess you could call it. Yeah. 3.0 to Anne Gran Akuma, teaming up again like they did at King of Trios. Yeah. I think for this one, I think the Young Bucks and Steen will win. Because they'll play the reverse out 
when it comes to the following night. Not giving my picks away for, you know, the, the, the card on the Sunday, but I might have just done it then. Yeah, I want to go with uh, uh, Young Bucks and Dean as well. And then, in what probably will be the main event, the match, it was just supposed to be a one-on-one match, but now it is no DQ. With Archibald Peck back. Well, at least back until he gets backfisted to the future anyway. Versus Mr. Touchdown. Mark Angelicetti, no doubt with Veronica. And I'm going to say Peck just gets the win for Retribution, but there's also the thing saying in my head that Touchdown probably gets the win with thanks to uh, Veronica somehow. Archie still loves Veronica. Veronica takes advantage of it, so... I'm going to agree. Ah, screw, screw it. I'm going with Peck. <laughs> <laughs> well, with, we, with what you just said, I'm going to agree as, with the, your original pick. I'm going to go with Mr. Touchdown because yeah, I do see this feud continue. Um, hopefully, I, I think this could this could end by the end of the summer. That's my prediction. I'm just wondering if what will happen is somehow we get Eddie Kingston versus Archibald Peck. And they keep teasing to that point, like, when is he going to get backfisted? That could happen. And he, pro- he, he probably misses the backfist every time, like, by accident or something, and wins a title. And then possibly immediately gets backfisted after the match. So the title is vacated. Just a really kind of scurry thing like that. And then we can truly blame Wink Vavasaur. But yeah, that's, it's going to be an interesting affair, certainly. And next we transfer to the Sunday show while the dawn is breaking. And some interesting matches on here as well. Starting off with Dasher Hatfield. Versus Cobalt. Somehow I think Batiri could somehow get involved somehow with this, so I'm going to say Cobalt gets the win. Actually, no, because of what happened the previous night with Delirious, I'm going to say Dasher gets the win here. Cobalt is far inferior to Delirious. No offense, Cobalt. Yeah, I want to go with Dasher as well. Next up, another first time ever match Granakuma versus Jakob Hammermeyer. See, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking here that Akuma will win. As much as I want Hammermeyer to win, I just think that's going to happen. And, uh, yeah, Akuma will come out on top. 
I'm gonna go with Jakob Hermann here. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got Archibald Peck versus Tim Donst. Hmm. See, th- this is where I think Donst could win here. Because Archibald Peck will probably be. I think they still want to give Dance momentum, even though they kind of squash that with the whole fact that he lost the title at their last show under the hood in December. But I think Dance still is in with a shout of getting an opportunity at something anyway, so for that reason I'll say that he he wins that one. Well, I'm going to go with uh, Archibald Peck here. Next up, Trio's action is The Colony, which is Fire Ant, Green Ant, and... It's Deviant, isn't it? No, it's uh, Salient. It's Salient, that's it. There's too many ants, I tell you. That's why I keep getting confused. Take on... One ver- Well, one of, I think... T- technically, in Trio's, one of four versions of Fist, because there's four people in it. And that's Chuck Taylor, Icarus, and Sugar Dunkerton. See, I'm, I'm sensing here that a fist will come out on top of this one. I was thinking of that as well, but I want to see the colony uh, go over, so I'm going to go with them. Okay, uh... Next up, the Young Lions Cup on the line with Mark Angelicetti defending against Saturine. I think a match that was supposed to happen at the show's last October, I think, but got cancelled due to Saturine getting injured. I still think Touchdown will win this, though. Yeah, I see Mr. Touchdown winning as well, but uh, I do predict that Saturine will will have a strong showing in that match. And Mr. Touchdown will win by uh, shenanigans here. Next up, the another trios match, but this is going to be an interesting one. With Jigsaw, Shard, and Deviant, the Gekido, taking on Team Frightening. Hello, Wicked Frightmare, and Mike Quackenbush. This is this this is possibly this has got a, quite a bit of potential. I will say, I'm going to I'm going to say that probably uh, Gekido wins here because Quack will probably get to a point when. He's he's attacking Jigsaw and he just split second lets his guard down because of you know the friendship they've had for years and years and I think Jigsaw will take advantage of that and Gekido will get the win. I would like to see Gekido win as well, but I think uh, I think Team Frightening is going to win here uh, by an upset. Okay. Next up, the 
semi-main event, arguably, the final confrontation between Eddie Kingston and Kevin Steen. Just because we're on where we are territory-wise, Kingston wins. Yeah, I think he's going to win here just to get, um, get more uh, redemption from him. Because if you remember, Cybernetical Rises, um, Eddie Kingston just, just barely got a win over Kevin Steen that much as he was just beaten down at that point. So I think he's going to have more time here. So I see Kingston winning that one. And the main event, the Campeones de Parejas. 3.0 versus the Young Bucks. I see 3.0 winning it here. Because logically, the, uh, what I think will happen is, obviously, because they have three points, Devastation Corporation have one. And they will probably, not squash, but they'll beat 3.0. And once again, 3.0 will basically have a month-long title run. Which is a shame, but... Damn, you actually stole my idea. <laughs> Sorry, that's the... That's what, that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I do, Bla- I do see that as well. So, yeah, 3.0 for the win. Don't mess with Sidney Buckabella. Or he will break Kerry Von Eric on you. Damn it. One side mention that is worth... Um, one thing that is worth mentioning. Next month's show... Uh, in Tampa, Florida at the Orpheum on March the 8th, Just Shadows in the Fog, will be featuring on it as special guests Sean Waltman, a.k.a. X-Pac, and Amazing Kong, a.k.a. Awesome Kong, a.k.a. Karma, a.k.a. Kia Stevens, whatever, but on those two guest stars alone, that looks a very interesting card so if you are in the florida area or most notably tampa check out chikarapro.com and find out the info on where it is especially with the fact that children under 12 and under get a ticket free with an adult so if you want to take your kids to the event perfect opportunity So with that, I think I think that's all for us this week, I think. Yep. So we will be Yeah, we will be back next week talking PWG, talking Chicago results, and because I will have seen it by then, National Pro Wrestling Day. Ironic that we talk about National Pro Wrestling Day uh, alongside the thing that wasn't there at National Pro Wrestling Day in PWG. But anyway. Yes, so if you have or haven't seen... if you Well, if you haven't seen it, catch over it this week and get your emails in by next Wednesday to wholeindy at snsradionetwork.com. Tell us what you thought of the show if you have seen it. Or, as I said before, any indie news that you want to give your reactions to or any shows that you've seen that you want to give your thoughts on, right from Ring of Honor to even your local independent show up the road that doesn't get a mention on here because they, uh, they're just uh, they're not widely known about enough on the internet 
we don't mind promoting any of them because it's supporting indie wrestling and that's what this show's about so once again whole indie at snsradionetwork.com if you want the email address just go to the sns facebook sorry to the sns radio network website and the email address is on there and you can also email to us through the website itself as well so that is all for this week but make sure you check out all the other shows here on the network you have wrestling news live every tuesday night at nine eastern with jj and bronx you didn't have one this week but hopefully Round the ropes will be back in some form either podcast live i'm not sure what that's going on there but you can if it is live you can check it out at 4 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Check out Bronx on TNA Chat Live. Talking all the latest action from the UK this month. Woohoo! That's, that's all. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> and then Friday, Friday, should I say, at 11 Eastern, you have the open book with Sean and myself. And pay-per-views when they are TNA shows, or more than likely now because they're still monthly WWE shows, you have Sunday Night Showdown with JJ, Harmony, hopefully, uh, Mark the Shark, Bronx, and as confirmed a week or so back, WrestleMania show will be featuring L-Train. He'll be cashing in... Uh, a shot on uh, the 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 Royal Rumble tournament. He by well, he won by the concede. Well, okay, Shifty conceded the title, uh, so it went to the person who was second, which was L Train, and L Train's cashing in WrestleMania. That should be an interesting show. Can't wait to hear that, but. For that, the next Sunday, the f- yeah, it is next Sunday, isn't it? The seventeenth. F- that is Elimination Chamber from New Orleans, which may or may not be the host of WrestleMania Thirty. Delete is applicable. To be quite honest, delete may not may not because it's pretty much confirmed. But. Podcast-wise, other than ourselves, you've got Beyond the Bell with Sean Beckerman, which had a nice look at some this week at some of the best gimmick changes. JBL, certainly one of the big ones there. Then you've got the Elite Force podcast, the midweek edition with Chuck W, and the weekend with Walkie and Mindwipe. And then the hard way with Adam, Danny, and I know we had Crelly for the last set of ones. Probably because uh, probably because he was having too much fun looking at Velvet Sky or something. I don't know. That's just my interpretation of it from from a side view or whatever. But I think I think that's everything. I don't think I've missed. I think we've covered all the shows that. Are live and on podcast here on the network. 
So, Sandro, any final words before we head out? No, we just uh, had a good time here, and uh, hopefully we'll be here next week. Uh-huh. So, yeah, make sure you're here next week, as I say. Whole load of National Pro Wrestling Day talk. Whole load of PWG. And probably a whole load of more indie talents doing WWE tryouts. Because apparently indie is the future, people. That's going to have to be another new tagline of this. I shouldn't really say that. The whole indie show is the future of wrestling. Because to be quite honest, in, in its current state, it probably isn't. It probably needs a bit more graft. Uh, you know, it's it, this show is the equivalent of we're kind of just started in NXT and we don't know how to wrestle. <laughs> we're getting there, but it's going to take a while. But be patient. Hopefully you've enjoyed this week's show. That was Sandro. This was Ashley. And all of that was your weekly slice of indie goodness. Song of the Night. To kind of sum up Archibald Peck's return. To sum up PWG's card. To sum up Bruno San Martino in the Hall of Fame. EMF. Unbelievable. Good night, people.